0: in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10,
1: 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. One to the right.
0: Boise State for the win. They hand it off to Johnson. Boise State has won. Tostino's Fiesta Let's go. Good. good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. What's up, college football fans, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Cover 2 College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smithson, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Okie Longhorn himself. Dalt, as usual, first and foremost, how are we doing today, buddy?
1: Man, I'm um, I'm excited. We uh, we have a great, and I mean a great slate of games. Um, our team start Big 12 play for our final farewell tour to the Big 12. How many flags over under? <laughs> Ten, do you think each of our teams get right but uh no it's it's a great weekend we talked about last weekend being a snoozer this weekend i mean last weekend was a good a good group of games i mean it was a pretty enjoyable weekend so what does this group of games have in store i mean we have six ranked games a florida state clemson game um it's just – it's it's going to be a great weekend of football, and I, I can't wait. You know, it it almost feels like, Dalt, um, it was such
0: a low-anticipated week last week, and then it turned out to be really good that this week you have, like you said, we've got six ranked matchups, and then the Florida State Clemson is probably like that close to being a, another top 25 matchup, um, and they'll probably all be terrible games. Just a, just a be, bunch of blowouts. There'll, yeah, it'll be a bunch of blowouts, and, and we'll be super disappointed. But – you know, we, we do have some stuff to talk about today, Dalt, um, before we kind of get into our picks, a uh, little bit more to talk about than usual, uh, but first thing first, as usual, we uh, we have a new AP poll, and um, if you have that in front of you and are ready, we, we can read that and we will discuss it. If if you're ready, I'll give you the floor, Dalt.
1: Yes, so uh, week four AP poll, Georgia remains at the top with 57 first place votes. Michigan stays at second with two first-place votes. Texas moves up one spot uh, after their win over Wyoming to third with three first-place votes. Florida State drops a spot after they survive that game at Boston College. Uh, They still receive one first-place vote. They drop to four. USC at five. Ohio State at six. Penn State at seven. Washington at eight. Um, Nine, Notre Dame. Moving up three spots into the top ten is Oregon. Moving up one spot to 11 is Utah. Moving up two spots is LSU. Dropping three spots from ten is Alabama after their what was just a terrible game in Tampa. Right. Up two spots, my Oregon State Fighting Beavers. Up two spots is Ole Miss. Up three spots is your Oklahoma Sooners to 16 North Carolina moves up three spots as well to 17. Another one of my favorite teams not named Texas, the Duke Blue Devils, move up three (laughs) spots to 18. Colorado drops one spot to 19. Miami moves up two spots to 20. Washington State moves up two spots to 21. UCLA moves up two spots to 22. Tennessee drops 12 spots after their loss to Florida to 23. Um, Iowa moves up one spot to 24 and then Florida comes back into the top 25 or they, they weren't ever in the top 25. No. They? So they come into the top 25 for the first time this year after their win over Tennessee at 25, just on the outside looking in, you have Clemson with 76 votes, Missouri received 72 Kansas state falls out of the top 25, which is a bit harsh for me. Um, TCU, Fresno State, Kansas, Tulane, Kentucky, just some teams of note that are receiving votes. So, you know, Dalt,
0: to to get right into it, I I know we don't we don't just beat on these AP polls. The the big one here, and we talked about this, is probably Alabama falling out of the first or out of the top ten for the first time since I believe it was twenty fifteen. We talked about that, right? Um, so, you know, even after a win, obviously, we, we talked about that game on our recap episode. The tide fall out of the top 10. That's it's pretty unusual to see that in, you know, the the Saban era of things. Um, but as far as the rest of the top 10 goes, it it's pretty I, I don't have a real problem. There's not a lot of movement really at all. You know, Texas, Florida State, they flip flop spots after Florida State. You know, they escape there against uh, Boston College. But then going further down, you look at Colorado. They fell, you know, three spots after literally escaping uh, Colorado State. Um, And then Florida coming in at twenty five. I just I'm gonna be honest with you, Dalton. I hate that.
1: It's not it's not a good look. I mean, it's all it's all SEC hype. I would have put Missouri in, or that's where I would have left Kansas State before I moved Florida in to that spot. I just
0: I. I just don't think Florida's very good. Uh, and we talked about that game. It was a game that we picked all, and I just think that that was more of an indictment on Tennessee than it really was Florida being very good. Now, I, you know, I don't think Florida's a terrible football team, but I, I don't think they're a top-25 team. I mean, I just don't. Um, I really am shocked that Clemson hasn't found their way back in the top 25. Um, obviously, that that loss to Duke to open the season – um that's carrying some weight obviously um but you know other than that doll some teams there from the in the you know 12 to kind of 20-ish range there there was a little bit of movement there um and that was kind of a byproduct of that colorado fall um which uh, i'm afraid the buffaloes are fixing to fall further we'll we'll get into that uh here in just a little bit but i i don't I don't really have a lot of problems with this top 25.
1: No, I seen somebody was talking the other day, or it might have been yesterday, about the AP poll. Really, 1 through 9 to 10, you could shuffle them in any order you want, and you would probably hit somebody's top 10. Yeah. I mean, Washington (laughs) being at 8 and not moving up is... It's wild. We talked about that. Right. We, talk, we talked about Washington not getting a whole lot of love from the AP poll. Um, granted, they they haven't played anybody of note. You know, uh, Boise State. Not not just a great win, but they handled it. They uh, they absolutely drummed Tulsa. Who poor Tulsa got a double dose of top yeah. twenty five teams, um, but. Then you look at the Michigan State win; they just drum Michigan State. They do what they're supposed to. Then the old saying of "good teams win, great teams cover." Right. We haven't had that problem with Washington this year.
0: No, and I mean, there's been some really, you know, we we like last week we had a lot of teams that struggled. There's been there's been a handful of teams that have gone out taking care of business. Washington is one of those teams. I I fully agree with you um, that they maybe deserve to be maybe a little higher. You know, I I think. I think you put Washington up against basically any of those top ten teams right now, and I, I mean, I I think it's it's a one possession spread at least against all of them, except maybe maybe Georgia. But you look at what Georgia did this past week against South Carolina; they look kind of vulnerable. Um, you know, they're not fully healthy, so that that is definitely a thing. But yeah, I, I mean, Washington at eight, I think they could be a little higher. Um, but we're we're definitely going to get some movement this week, Dalt, with. Uh, all these top twenty-five matchups for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, I, mean, I mean, we have a top nine matchup right th- this week. So, I mean, there's a uh, there's there's going to be a lot of movement. Like you said, Oregon will also play Colorado this week. Ole Miss plays Alabama. It's just it's what's lined up for a big shakeup in the AP top twenty-five. Right. And if you have a game that you're supposed to win this week, win it. Right. Like I know we've. I I put this out on Twitter. Why in the world are Texas and OU fans trying to compare the teams that we've beaten? Yeah. Why why is the SMU-Wyoming game getting compared to each other? Uh, it's not exactly like Oklahoma looks great against SMU. And Texas did not look great against Wyoming. I mean, I was there for it. Right, but you're gonna sit there and tell me, oh well, this win's better than that win. Yeah, because who we're, cares? We're, we're diving. We're we're getting to the point, dot, where we're diving
0: into the outside the top 25 rankings and seeing how um wh- where these teams are ranked. And I, it's pointless. Um, we're we're the the rankings are fixing to to get ramped up because we're getting into conference play. Yes. we've got these top 25 matchups, so. Uh, we're we're getting real close to being at a place, Dalt, where we're we're gonna find out how good all these teams are. Like oh, it's it's gonna take care of itself. The Pac-12 is about to eat itself alive, right? So I mean, I I think I, I guess it's just you have nothing better to do. Nah, that's, you know, that's it's just part of it. But that's our top twenty-five poll, Dalt. I don't I don't have a whole lot more on that. So if you're ready to move on, we'll touch on some of this uh news kind of around college football and the first place we're going to go is the news broke yesterday michigan state announced that they have full intention of officially firing mel tucker um with cause which means he will not get his buyout with that massive contract that he signed just what a year and a half ago um do you know this is amid all these um sexual misconduct uh the sexual misconduct case uh with brenda tracy um, you know, I think everybody saw this coming, uh, Mel, Mel Tucker, he actually did release a statement today. It was a long, huge statement. I'm not going to read it. We're not going to, we're not going to get into it. He did kind of accuse her of, you know, her improper public disclosure of, you know, it says Ms. Miss, Miss Tracy's improper public disclosure of the entire 1200 page investigation file regarding her baseless complaint against me. So he's obviously standing firm in his denial of being in the wrong here. You know, me, me or you, neither one, really know what's going on here. We have yeah. no way of knowing. This is obviously just news because he's going to be fired, which means Michigan State, it's it's a good job. It's, it's not, you know, a top – it's not a top ten job or anything like that, but it's that's a good job in college football. It'll be real interesting to see what direction they go. There's already been some names thrown around uh PJ Fleck I saw the the OC at Colorado I can't think of his name but uh Sean Lewis Sean Lewis that's right um, I I've seen Mike Elko's name Mike Elko. there yeah so uh that that'll be a desirable job but just just kind of wanted to I mean you got any thoughts on on this whole situation
1: I I hate this for Mel Tucker if this is kind of being blown out of proportion with the new what is cancel culture um I hate it for him But if there's any merit to her stuff, you can't do that. right? Like, in in the world we live in now, you cannot do that. Like, 30 years ago, yeah, sure, whatever. But that's just not the case now. So, I mean, luckily for Michigan State, they don't have to pay him that huge contract that they gave him. Massive buyout. So, what, I mean, kind of a bullet dodge for them. I think this was kind of the best case scenario for them because I believe at the end of this year he was going to be fired anyways i think that there's good season, chance i think yeah. their season was not going to be good enough to keep him so i mean i hate it because you never want to see somebody lose their job but if it's warranted i mean it's it's good that the that it's good that it's with cause if it's warranted if it's not right. warranted i hate it for mel tucker because that's just the world we live in now
0: yeah and, and more more of this quote just real quick he, he says let's be clear I don't believe MSU plans to fire me because I admitted to an entirely consensual private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at MSU at my behest over two years ago. So he thinks basically that quote, he's, he's obviously saying that, they're just using this as a crutch to fire him and get out of that buyout. That's how I kind of read that. Well, um, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, which, you know, because, because basically by firing him for cause they're avoiding paying him more than $79 million. Yeah. I mean, that's Jimbo Fisher buyout. Money. So not going to beat this to death doll, but it, it appears Mel Tucker is, it's just kind of, um, it's basically going to happen. Just it's kind of more when not if at this point, so it'll be interesting to see where Michigan State goes from here. But, you know, moving on, Dalt, the, you know, more news about Travis Hunter. Just something you hate to see. Um, after the hit that he took down the sideline, uh, in Boulder on Saturday night, it was announced yesterday he had a lacerated liver. Um, Kind of a strange injury, but, you know, it kind of made sense seeing how he got hit. Um, got, got hit kind of in the front, yeah. lower rib area. And it, it still kind of surprised me because it just didn't look that bad, but you just never know. You get hit just right. Um, but I think the, the bigger story in this, really, to me, which he's out three weeks, he's going to be fine. It's over with. We, we really need to stop talking about it at this point, in my opinion. Like, it sucks that they lose him, especially with such a big, you know, two-game stretch coming up. But – the fact that this guy that hit him is getting like death threats and his number and his mom's phone number and their addresses have been leaked on the internet. Like what, why do we, I mean, come on, like it's football. And I mean, Travis Hunter has even been on TikTok on his, he, he has a uh, show that I think he does with like Bleacher Report. Yeah. And he basically come out and said like, it, that's just football. Like this stuff happens, but we've got people literally like giving this guy death threats over Like yes, did he was it intentional that he hit him like trying to send him? We talked about that. Yeah, was he trying to hurt him? No,
1: no. But I mean, that's that's it's a rivalry game, and it was it's not exactly a bang bang play, but I think it was a ball that he thought he could get away with getting a shot in on Travis Hunter, and it was late. Did they throw a flag? Yes. Okay. It was it's penalized, and people wanted it for targeting. You can't. Targeting. You cannot make targeting a just in an anything hit. Yeah, I mean, I, like targeting in itself is already a terrible rule. And no, and I'm sorry, targeting in itself is already a terribly enforced rule. Yes, agreed. I don't want to say the rule is bad because I completely agree that player safety <laughs> should be held to the utmost, whatever. But seems like they always get it wrong, Dalton. It's always wrong. Yeah. Somebody gets absolutely decapitated, it's and like, they're like,
0: "Oh, ejected." Jordan or uh, Jaden Jalen Daniels at it again against Mississippi State this past weekend. He jumps up in the air. Guy basically spears him out of midair. They no. throw a flag, and I'm pretty sure they called targeting. I don't they know did. if they he, over. He, I don't he, know. No. If they nope. they called. He it. was
1: ejected. Yeah, I mean, like the dude. The dude literally hit him a non, and he was a running. He was a runner, and it didn't even hurt him. He no, got, he was fine. He was fine. But they're saying he led with the crown of his helmet. Yeah, I mean to the midsection. And, after and, it's, uh, it's I I hate how it's enforced. There, don't get me wrong. There are spots that it needs to be sure taken absolutely completely into account. But there's a lot of times where it's like if it's a little gray area, they're gone and it's dumb. I hate it. Well, so
0: now I know me and you. Neither one of us really agree with this, but a, a good thing to look back on in this whole deal. Uh, a lot. it's gotten a lot of reference in this Travis Hunter situation. It's a play that most college football fans are very well aware of and remember is when Major Wright hit Emmanuel Johnson down the sideline in that 08 national title game. That would have been targeting.
1: Ten times I out mean, of ten times.
0: And it. Th- those are the kind of plays while, you know, me, I'm kind of old school football. Like, that's football. Like, you know, it's what you, these guys sign up for. Manuel Johnson didn't complain after that game. He got back up off the sideline. He kept playing. It didn't hurt him. He was fine. Yeah. But it was, that was a dangerous play. Like, and Major Wright said in that documentary, like, he could have went and intercepted the ball, but he's trying to send a message.
1: Exactly. And that's part of it.
0: Now, again, I I don't think that was a dirty play at the time. I think it's part of it. But it was a hit that, you know, you could have saw either of those guys getting hurt in that because they're, you know, Johnson's defenseless, but it's a totally different deal. But those are the kind of hits that you are kind of trying to avoid, like where a guy is totally not expecting something and, like, you can seriously get injured. We're talking, like, paralyzed, stuff like that. But, again, it's part of the game. So there's this whole thing with Travis Hunter, and, and it's just it's all part of this Colorado story of, you know, they're just the charm of college football and everybody loves them and you can't say anything about any of them. I've seen all these things. I... I I saw how this narrative about all of it, Dalton, is somehow it's racist. Like I I, it because it is a white guy that hit you know, everybody's defending the white guy that hit the black receiver. I I mean, it just it blows my mind. I it it I've never seen anything like it.
1: Here's here's the problem. I I absolutely I love what Dion and Colorado have done for viewing and kind of breathing new life into the game of football. But what you get now are a bunch of people who do not watch football, watching and having an opinion about the game that we love. Right. Like it's not just everybody who watches football and understands a lot of people, there's two sides of this coin. Like they every everybody would agree that it's a dirty hit. I don't, necessarily think that everybody agrees that it should have been an ejection, but I mean, when Travis Hunter comes out and says, Hey, it's football. He was doing something I would have done if given the opportunity. Exactly. I mean, but I, we've, we've kind of hammered on this for a while. Uh, We hate that Travis Hunter's out. I would have loved to seen him play against Oregon and USC. that was something I was really looking forward to. And I mean him, him guarding Zachariah branch, right? That was going to be, that was going to be electric. It would have been great. But and it's again, it's part of the game. It's it is injuries happen, but um, we we wish him a speedy recovery. Oh, sure, I mean absolutely. That's, but it's this this whole this whole cult of yeah, like non football watchers needs to chill uh, the hell out.
0: And and even more so, like the fact that it, the this kid's getting these death threats, whatever. But let's not pretend like Colorado was totally innocent in this game. You got video of Shadur Sanders literally poking guys in the eye through their face mask. Like it's a rivalry the game. The guy like, who lived th- in
1: the backfield, he it, was trying exactly to take him out of the
0: like game. things. Ha-
1: like let's just, it's all part of cultures just so soft, Dalton. I at mean, this point talking about rivalry game, we move right into another. Yeah, another. Yeah, speaking of sus- fights. Yeah, yeah. We move into Florida and Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. The SEC suspends. Four (laughs) players in this fight at the end of the game. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, Florida offensive lineman Damian George and Micah Mazkua and tight end Dante Zanders uh, will be suspended. And then Tennessee defensive lineman Omar Norman Lott, all four suspended just for the first half of their next game. Um, You know, we talked about this kind of in our recap. I just wanted to touch on this really cause they announced this after obviously we c- recorded that these guys were getting suspended. There's just no place on the field for stuff like this doll. I mean, you got, you literally got guys squaring up down there in the end zone. It, it was pretty comical to see cause they're like 10 feet apart from each other, but you know, they got their hands up like they're wearing helmets and everything. Like I'm going to punch this guy in the face while he's wearing a helmet. I've makes, never understood it, that. It makes never perfect sense. That. Like, but yeah, they, they, they get suspended for a half, uh, not, you, you know whose fault this is don't you this is josh heupel being a sore loser's fault yeah well yeah he called a timeout with what like seven seconds left or something made made and he
1: claimed florida it was, have to take another knee
0: yeah he claimed that it was um trying to get his guys you know on the sideline and calm down and ready to go you know into the locker
1: room yeah and, uh, yeah that worked i mean uh, really good <laughs> If you were trying to do that, just take them off the field yeah. and let Florida take the knee. If I was Florida and you called a timeout with seven seconds left, I'm probably scoring. <laughs> Throw a hail mary from, the, why not? Trevor, I mean, no, I'm just Trevor Etienne right up the gut. Just it, convoy. It
0: worked. It, it worked all night. This so. this
1: reminds me of whenever uh, the in the Florida documentary again, uh, Mark Rich comes out. Yeah. Whenever Georgia scores, they all have the and they have like the whole team come out and celebrate. Yeah. Well, the next year, Florida's just beating the dog snot out of <laughs> Georgia, and Urban Meyer calls all three timeouts yeah, with like, like thirty gonna, seconds left. I'm just gonna make you yeah. suffer
0: every second of this loss. But
1: yeah, just just take it. I mean, yeah. you're, if you take if you don't call that timeout, Florida's not gonna. Did Florida didn't rush the field? Did they? No. Oh, okay. So exactly.
0: So what? What are you worried about? I mean, top ten team goes down or top eleven team goes down. All that we don't rush the field. It's almost like Florida fans act like they've been there before. Well,
1: I mean, (laughs) exactly. uh, So yeah, it's. I I blame Josh Heupel for this. I mean, I get that whatever he said, but there was no need for it. The game was
0: over. I agree. I agree. Just wanted to touch on that because, obviously, those guys getting suspended. Tennessee kind of got a sneaky good game coming up this week with uh, Texas San Antonio coming to town. Yeah. I could uh, see a little potential super dog a little, action there.
1: We'll little, little, put a little cape uh, on that one. Yeah. Uh, sprinkle a little something there, little? Is that a little future might, cast for it, you? It might
0: be. but
1: I have it, had... Hell, trying <laughs> to
0: find my super dog yeah. this week. It's it's tough, but um, doll With that, we're we're gonna get into our uh game picks. Uh, uh, you know, pick against the spread as usual. I'm gonna be honest with you. I meant to tally up our records coming in. I want to say you were eight and four coming in, and so we went three and three. That'd make you eleven and seven. I think I was five and seven, and I went two and four. So I'm seven and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's right. I could be wrong. Have I, to, I think, I'd have I to go back and listen. Well. I've been trying to write it down and keep up with it. But first game, we're going to pick here, Dalt. we got your Oregon State, beeves going on the road, top 25 matchup, heading up to Pullman. or Yes. Yeah, up to Pullman. Yes. Uh, Washington State, um, this is a 6 p.m. game. Oregon State, Dalt, they come in as a three-point favorite in this game. And uh I I think I think I kind of know where I'm leaning here. I think I think Washington State
1: maybe a little overrated, possibly. I, you know what they got the win, they got the good win against Wisconsin, but how good is Wisconsin how, now? Exactly. That's kind of um, where I was going with that. I don't know, man. Washington State, week one, beat Colorado State fifty to twenty four. That's true. <laughs> And they just t- <laughs> I, I I'm completely trying I'm just taking a little dig there at Colorado. No, uh you you know where I'm going. You know I've I've been on this train since preseason. I I fully believe that this Oregon State team has something to prove. And not saying this Washington State team doesn't. These are the two teams that are getting left out. This is the where are we gonna be next year bowl? Um, there's room, there's rumors now that, uh, the big 12 is, uh, considering in talks with both these these schools, which I think would be a great, uh, would be a great get for the big 12. It puts them at 18, which is unreal, but you could kind of regionalize your, your viewers with that. Sure. But, um, no, I, I, I really like this, uh, this Oregon state team. They are averaging 450 yards a game very balanced, 250 through the air, 200 on the ground. That dog's going to hunt. Mm-hmm. And then they're only giving up 260, which granted uh, 200 of that's through the air, but they're very, very stingy in the run game. And I I really like that. You know that Washington State's probably going to throw it around with Cameron Ward, but give me Oregon State minus three and a half, and I would... Three. Three. Oh, is it just three? Yeah. yeah give. I, I mean, I'd take this probably at seven. I uh, I I'm very high on the beavers, so we're uh, this was kind of a no brainer for me. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think I would probably take it at
0: seven two. Uh, I just think you know, I think Washington State's fine. But you mentioned the Wisconsin game. We thought Wisconsin was going to be pretty good. Uh, they're kind of proving that maybe you know it, it is difficult in a first year with a new head coach um, to to really be super successful. So I, I just think Oregon State, they're such a, what what appears to be such a balanced team offensively, defensively. You know, they're only giving up 260 yards a game. Um, and so, you know, Washington State right now is averaging 535. So, you know, it, it'll be a good test for them. Um, but Washington State's giving up over 350 yards a game. Like you said, I, I just think Oregon State's the better team. And I don't, I really don't think Washington state's bad. I, I just think Oregon state's a better team. I do think they have a little bit of an advantage, um, with it being at home, but you know, with Oregon state being a three point favorite on the road, like that just, they just think that Oregon state's a better team. So I, I, I like Oregon state too here, adult. I, I think they win this game. Like you said, maybe by seven, maybe by 10. I, I think, I think they take care of business here on the road and they, uh, head back to Corvallis with a win here. So I will take us down both for Oregon State minus three, and we will move on to our only game. We had an opportunity to pick six games that were all top 25 matchups, but I think we both agreed that this Florida State-Clemson game would probably be a little bit better watch than the Iowa-Penn State game. I, I think most would agree, but that that is our next game we're going to pick. we got number four, Florida State, going on the road to Death Valley. Not at night. So that is a plus. It's a very, very, 11, very good. We got 11 a.m. and Florida State, Dalt, they come in as a two-point favorite in this game. What are we thinking?
1: The fact that Florida State's favored in Death Valley, that's, that's big. Times are a changing Very much. Um, <laughs> this Clemson team did not look great in week one. They did not look great to start week two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were kind of in a sloppy fight with Charleston Southern. Um, I didn't see any of this game with them in FAU. I don't know.
0: No, they they I, got out early, and you know Thompson he got hurt. Yes. Um, I it, it was like I think it was like thirty seven to nothing at one point. Yeah, or thirty three to nothing, or forty to nothing. I, I don't know. They had a huge lead. So those two, the the yeah, they scored late. I guess it was forty eight fourteen.
1: I I'm chalking that Boston College game up to a. A little, bit of a little bit of overlooking. Look, a little bit of little look, look ahead, ahead. yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you got this game looming, what was considered to be a potential ACC championship preview and then a rematch, which it still could be. Um, I think – but I really like Florida State. I think that when they're playing somebody – when they're playing up to something, they're a much better team than Clemson is when they're playing up. Yeah. And this is really Clemson's first real test since the uh, the Duke game. Luckily, they're at home. I know that that place is going to be very loud, a top-four team coming in. Lord knows if they win, they're all going to, quote-unquote, meet at the Paw. <laughs> but uh, give me Florida State minus two. You know, Dalt, every time I pick Clemson, they let me
0: down. I'm not picking Clemson. Damn it! I'm sorry. Damn it! I'm I'm taking Florida State minus two. Shit! I, I think Florida State is just the better team right now. I mean, we we have talked and talked and talked about Clemson and the playmakers or lack thereof. I mean, when you look at a guy like Will Shipley, who is I I think by all intents and purposes, their best player, best playmaker, best skill guy. I I just don't really think he's like that special. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not. He's he's not a guy that you watch and you're like, you know, whoa. Like, he's just not that guy. And, you know, the Klubnik kid has just been, you know, I, I mean, he's got almost seven hundred yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not been bad, but I think a lot of Clemson fans thought he was kinda gonna be really good and he, he hasn't been yet. Um, and that's against, you know, Duke's a good team, but those other two teams they played, not very good. No. Not very good at so all. To look, have
1: – have, he didn't throw two picks against Duke, did he? Uh, I'm not sure. I I'm, just know he has two on the year. I think he threw one against Duke, and they had like five fumbles in that game. Um, So, yeah, he only threw one. So he's thrown an interception to either FAU or Charleston Southern. So I think that this is going to be a huge – a really, really telltale for what Clemson's going to have the rest of the year. Right. If Clemson can find a way to win this game, the ACC is going to get left out. Yeah. Because Clemson's got another loss or two on their schedule, I believe. And Probably so. a, a loss, A Florida State loss is going to hurt them, especially with the rest of the games they have coming up. But I, I believe that Florida State's going to get this done. I think that they're going to be a little bit more focused than they were in that Boston College game. H- hopefully, Jordan Travis is – Healthy. I know Mike Norvell said yesterday that he's not worried about Jordan Travis's health, so that's a good sign. Right. But we're gonna find out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just think you look across the board, and I, I think Florida State's better at every skill position. I think they're better at quarterback. I think running back, the Benson kid's really good. I, I think it's kind of a wash, but Florida State's 100 percent better at wide receiver. Yeah. Oh. And and then on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's kind of a wash. I think these are two really good defenses, and you know. Clemson kind of, you know, they struggled against Duke and I mean, no disrespect to Duke, but Florida State has way better players than Duke. Oh, 100%. Like it's just a fact. So I I'm I'm just going to be honest with you doll. I think Florida State rolls. I mean, I Ooh. I I'm not too sure like I, I could be way wrong. Damn it, Tim. I, I, Gosh, damn I, it! I, listen, I, I know you think I'm always wrong, but <laughs> I, I just I think Florida State
1: Clemson's about to beat Florida State to death now. No,
0: no. <laughs> Why did not you just pick Clemson? When, uh, when I say roll, I don't necessarily mean they beat them by forty. I just mean like they get up, you know, ten fourteen, and just they just handle them like it's it never gets real close. Like they it's it's a you know low heart rate game for Florida State. So I I like the Seminoles minus two. You like the Seminoles minus two. If Florida State does that, Florida State will be the number one team in the country next week. I mean, probably rightfully so. They'll jump They'll for Georgia. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So we both like Florida State minus two. You think I'm crazy? Maybe I am. We'll see. Maybe I just jinx Florida State. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do, dog. I don't want that. Chess, not checkers.
1: It's uh, a loss for both of us, then. <laughs> that's all
0: right. I just need Florida State to lose. Get out of the way. Get, get out of here. Next game, Dalt, we're going back to the Pac-12. A lot of top 25 matchups for the Pac-12. We well, have I mean, three they're, three they're, of these six games. There's
1: enough of them in yeah. the
0: Pac-12 that are ranked. Th- three of these games we're picking are Pac-12 games. But we've got number 22, UCLA, kind of quietly 3-0. and UCLA heading on the road to number 11, Utah. Possibly a little overrated, Utah. At 2.30 in the afternoon, um, they're in Salt Lake City. Utah comes in, Dalt, as a
1: four-and-a-half point favorite. Who you like? Still no word on camerizing, right? Not that I have seen. So, I mean, I'm going to just – I'm going to say that he's not playing. This game game being in Utah really makes me lean towards the Utes. But this was kind of a, a UCLA team that's kind of figured it out. Um yeah it looks like they've gone ahead and went with Dante Moore, yep, and I think that's the right choice, yeah, I think that he kind of gives you the most upside um the Carson Steel Kid is a good running back um the uh Michael start event is an outstanding wide receiver mm-hmm. i I have not liked the way this Utah team has looked in th- for three weeks, no, and everybody says, well, they beat Florida yeah okay we both don't think florida's very good no and florida probably looked the worst they're gonna look all year in that game and we're still kind of in punching range against baylor a baylor team that we think now is not going to be very good it took them literally four quarters to win and they gave up a hail mary that if they didn't score a touchdown was gonna uh have them beat um I'm. Everything in my heart tells me to take Utah at home. Everything. But I'm taking UCLA. I'm fixing to make you so
0: mad. Oh gosh. I'm taking UCLA too, Dalton. I I know I know I need to pick up some games. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Gosh. I, I I just I agree with you. I don't think Utah's look very good. I mean, they, they should have got beat by Baylor. They yes. should have lost that game. Yes. We both agree. Yes. And Baylor is not good no they they do not look good at all now again i know they're without their starting quarterback but it looks like they're going to still be without their starting quarterback if cam rising's playing this game i feel totally different yeah i mean just to be quite honest i think he i think he elevates them that much do i think cam rising is like a superstar quarterback no but he elevates this team that much
1: and everybody can say well ucla doesn't play defense UCLA is given up 278 eight, yards a game. 8 more yards than what Utah has. Yeah. I mean Grant, I mean I understand that uh UCLA has not played anybody, but what? we could go out on a limb and say that neither is Utah. Yeah. I mean we we both like
0: Oregon State and they have a common opponent with Oregon State and they beat them worse than Oregon State did.
1: Yep. So I mean I I mean, I, I, I like UCLA. I think they're going to be sneaky good. I think Utah without camerizing is just very very uh, susceptible to a loss, right? And I mean,
0: I, I think we would both agree that the Dante Moore kid can can go. He, he's really good. He can sling. I mean, he is really good. I know some of our listeners probably don't keep up with recruiting that much, but highly, highly touted kid coming out of high school last I year. Mean, a couple of um, uh,
1: a couple of places had him right at number one. Right. And what UCLA flipped him from? What Oregon, right? Late they flipped him from yes. Oregon. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I Bo, just Bo Nix was supposed to go pro, didn't go pro. Right, and he was like, "I'm not going to sit. I know I can go to UCLA and start." Yeah,
0: and can't blame him. I mean, no, especially I mean, with the NIL and stuff, opportunity at UCLA. LA, yeah, um, I, and again, I'm not saying UCLA plus four and a half means that they're going to win this game because they may still get beat, but maybe by field goal. Yeah, but I, I really do think I think UCLA could go in there. You know, it's it's not at night; it's an afternoon game. I. I think they could go in there and win, but I definitely think they could go in there and cover a four and a half. And we could both be wrong, but I I, I like UCLA a lot, Dalt, so we will continue to be on the same page <laughs> and take that into
1: our fourth I, game. I think we're gonna be pretty pretty on the same page the rest of the day. We might be. I think we're gonna either one of us is going six and oh. Like we're both going six both and zero. We're both no, we're going zero six. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not a lot of disagreement, but
0: hey, that, that's just the way it goes sometimes, Dalt. But our next game, heading to SEC country, number fifteen Ole Miss, going to Bryant Denny Stadium to take on the number thirteen ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, coming off that ugly win against South Florida. Uh, this is, you know, the two thirty CBS game, uh, SEC game of the week. Bama comes in, even with all the question marks that they have. Seven
1: point favorites, Dalt. What do you think? I think the week two game against South Florida was Nick Saban flexing his muscles saying, I'm smarter than everybody, y'all need to shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) And there is rumors being swirled around saying that Jalen Milrow was suspended for one game. Really? Yeah. I've not seen that. That is the rumor. Some somebody made the comment that he was suspended because he was not being a very good teammate in practice. I think that's bogus. I think that it's all Nick Saban saying, hey, you question me naming my starting quarterback. Well, here are the other two guys I'm working with. Um, 100%, I think that if Quinshawn Judkins does not play in this game, this is yeah, going... What, what's going on with him? I think he's hurt. I think it's an injury. I honestly, um, Jackson Dart is leading Ole Miss in rushing yards. It's not ideal, and we've talked about this. We do not like it whenever your team is being led in rushing by a quarterback. It's not ideal. I mean, you look at Illinois. Uh, you look at um, a couple other schools that their quarterbacks leading them in rushing that we have not been real, real fond of. Um, Alabama had a players only meeting this week. Oh, so I mean. Take that what you will. I don't know. Uh, the rumor is a lot of lot of players got a lot of stuff off their chest. I don't know. They're said they put in more emphasis on being uh, on their toughness. I don't know toughness toughness. That was the word. I'm toughness. I'm just it must I'm, be an Alabama. I'm thing. just re quoting it. There's been times that Ole Miss has not looked good. There's mm-hmm. been times that Alabama has not looked good. I'm going to take Alabama minus seven. <sighs> Yet again,
0: here we are, Dalt. I, I, if Alabama had won that game against your Longhorns, I might feel totally different about this game. But Alabama's not, and this doesn't mean they're going to. Lo- they would lose. I, you could take Ole Miss plus seven, um, and Alabama could still win the game. But I just, I, man, I think Milroe going to come in. I think he's going to have a little bit to prove. I think, yeah. I keep saying this about Alabama. That, you know, maybe they're just really not very good this year. I guess it's possible. You know, I've even I've seen former players going to the extent of saying that. You know, the Saban dynasty is over. I think it was like Marlon Humphrey. He tweeted something out about that. I just I'm kind of like, what? why? What? Why would Co- you do what? that? I, I don't understand. Like, let's just chill out. Like, you know, if Bama it's goes, week, it's week three. If they go eight and four, like we can maybe talk about this. But even then, like with what he's done, I still don't think we're talking about it. No. So, I, I, I just I like I like Bam minus seven. I think they win this game by ten. Like I, I think it, it's similar to that Texas game, but like in their favor, like thirty four twenty four type game. Um, I I could be wrong, but I, I I just think I I just don't believe in Ole Miss. I don't believe in Lane Kiffin. I think he's a coordinator. I don't think he's a head coach. And and I I like Kiffin. Uh, he's quirky. He's fun. And I don't have a problem with him. I I just don't think he's a head coach. I, I don't think he's ever gonna get over the hump at Ole Miss. Um, and I'm just not I'm not super high on that situation. And and I just I like Bama minus seven, Dalt. So yet again, we are uh four four, ga-
1: four games in.
0: We're in agreement um yet again. And we will, I guess, move on and we're heading back to the Pac-12. Number
1: nineteen. Your Colorado Buffaloes, I take them to. I take <laughs> them to. I take them in the over on their win total, and they're my Buffaloes. Josh Duke's Colorado Buffaloes. That's better. Um, that's better. Shout out. Uh,
0: heading on the road to Eugene to take on the tenth ranked Oregon Ducks at two thirty in the afternoon.
1: Which and, is a ten thirty or no? That's a local time. That's would be like one thirty, right? No, they're two hours
0: different. So twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. Yeah. So twenty-one point favorite, Oregon Ducks. Dalt. Ooh, that's a lot. That that's, that would that would be three touchdowns. That's 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 a lot. And I feel like I know where you're probably going to go with this, and I, I'm not sure you're going to like where I'm going to go with it, Dalt. But uh, g- give me your thoughts.
1: Nebraska put. Put it put it out there on how to stop this Colorado offense. Oh yeah, they Colorado State did. Uh, that's, what, that's what I am saying. Nebraska gave Colorado State the blueprint. You condense the pocket, and you play coverage. You can get home with three and four against this Colorado offensive line. They refuse to really want to run the football. I I believe I know they're averaging one hundred ninety five yards a game. I believe that a lot of that come in the TCU game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just don't... I don't trust the Colorado defense to stop Bo Nix. They're giving up 460 yards through three games. And I am just a firm believer that Oregon is just going to molly wop Colorado this weekend. I am taking Oregon minus twenty one. Okay, so we're actually going to disagree here. Um,
0: the only reason that I'm taking Colorado plus twenty one is because the spread's so big. It's, yeah, it's twenty one. Like I, I think Colorado's going to have you know some success on offense. And I don't know. I I really like this at like fourteen seventeen, you know, ish in that range. I I just think twenty one's a lot. I I mean, you know, I, I'm gonna be the first to tell you. I I don't think Colorado is a complete team. I don't think they're, you know, they might be a top twenty five team. I you know, it, this whole story with Colorado, doll. It's it's honestly just become a little suffocating. It's all you see on ESPN on. Twitter, on anything. It, it's all six, anybody want to six, talk about. 60 minutes. I mean, yeah. Like, they have every, every college football show, everything in Boulder last week for, you know, that game. But I, I might regret this, but I just... I do like Shadur Sanders. I I think he's going to find a way to keep it close. Like not close. I, I think Oregon's going to win comfortably, but I, I just don't think they're going to win by twenty one.
1: I, I I can uh, I I completely disagree. I was I was reading the long route line. Whenever I was reading the rushing yards for Colorado, they're <laughs> not averaging one ninety five a game. I knew I was right about this. They're only averaging <laughs> sixty one. They're average rushing yards. Yes, a game sixty one rushing yards a game, and uh, they're good. They're giving up. 195 a game and this is a Oregon team that is averaging 229 on the ground this is not a aired out Oregon this is an Oregon team that's going to just well run the football too you know Colorado's taking it personal so they take every game personal they're they're taking it
0: personal because you know Dan Lanning he you know he had to make those comments about what have they done for you know the the Pac-12
1: they haven't done anything it's personal I hope it is because the last person.
0: They're going to need it to be personal. The
1: the last, well, I hope it's personal. The last game they said was personal. They went into double overtime with a non-Power 5 team that's not in the top (laughs) 10 and is not averaging. Let me just take a little gander here. 55, 38, and 81. So, I mean, that's well over 40 a game.
0: I, You know, I'm going to be honest, Dalton. I, I maybe maybe I am just taking Colorado because I want to be different. Like we we've agreed on every game. Y- you know me as well as anybody. I I don't. I am not a Colorado believer. I I don't. I am not buying into it. I I don't. I don't have an issue with them, but I am just not a believer. I I, I think they are going to get exposed this week and next week. Now, I do think the game next week could be a lot more interesting well, because I mean, USC, play, USC, play USC also doesn't play defense. So, you know, talk about an ultimate, like the, the over-under in that game might be 85. Um, What's the over-under on this game, I wonder? Uh, 71. It's up there. <laughs> it's, it's, not a lot. They're not putting a lot of faith in that Oregon defense, uh, you know.
1: No, maybe they're not putting a lot, maybe of, faith putting a lot of faith in yeah, <laughs> the Colorado defense. I
0: will say Oregon has dropped like, what, I mean, they've they've uh, eighty eight, fifty three, and thirty five. Yeah, or no, thirty eight, eighty one, and fifty five. So they they've scored quite a few points. Yeah, uh, but hey, they gave up thirty to Tech. Dalt. I mean, I know that was at Tech. So and you know, weird things <laughs> happen in Lubbock. We 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 thought Tech was or somebody thought Tech was going to be a good team. We are
1: who they thought they were. <laughs> yeah. we they, so. are, they are who we thought they were.
0: Uh, I will mark you down for Oregon minus 21, Doll, I will take Colorado plus 21. And with that, we will move into our game of the week, top 10 matchup. We are heading to uh, Notre Dame. Number six, Ohio State, going on the road to Notre Dame, number nine team in the country. Uh, this is going to be prime time, six thirty on NBC because it's Notre Dame, but on the road, Ohio State comes in as a three and a half point favorite. This this is this is interesting. I do, do I know where you're going with this? I feel like I know. We yeah. may be on the same page here. Yeah, I, I think we probably are. But give me your thoughts, Dalt. What what are you thinking? Where are you you leaning here?
1: This is a complete, well-rounded Notre Dame team. They are very balanced. They have a quarterback that runs the system to almost perfection. I mean, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. You have a rushing attack that is just... They're very physical in the run game. That offensive line leans on people and then Estime runs behind his pads very well. They don't have just electric wide receivers like Ohio State does. Don't get me wrong. I think that the Ohio State wide receiver core is probably the best in the country. Here's the problem with Ohio State. Kyle McCord is about to walk into a very, very, very tough place to play. Night game at Notre Dame. It is a top 10 matchup. Notre Dame's kind of getting a little bit of... Get a little slept on in the AP poll. That place is going to be very, very loud. Yeah. Um.
0: Is that your way of saying you're taking Notre Dame plus 3.5? I am and a half? taking Notre Dame plus 3.5. I'm also taking Notre Dame plus 3.5. I think they win this game at home. I think they... You know, this is a game that they played a year ago, Dalt, and Notre Dame kind of hung in in that first half. But obviously it was a totally different Ohio State team with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. Uh, You know, the McCord kid, not been bad, but just not been great. Only six touchdowns through three games, um, one interception. But I totally agree with you about Notre Dame. Like, they're good on both sides of the ball. They're balanced. They they got a quarterback that he's been in college for like 18 years. So, you know – the, it obviously helps that they're at home but you know i i really like notre dame's rushing attack with the estimate kid i think he's really good and notre dame being a top 10 team right now like nobody's talking about notre dame and they're Nobody. 4-0 and i mean we talk about teams that have went out and just done what they've needed to do like you're talking about beating navy 42-3 tennessee state 56-3 nc state a game we thought might be a tough game they go in there and win at nc state by 21 after a weather delay and then last week they beat central michigan 41 17 a central michigan team that we've seen have some success against the power five um and you know ohio state's looked fine i mean they they didn't look great week one against indiana but you know they they beat western kentucky like a drum they beat youngstown state like a drum but you know I just think Notre Dame right now, I think they're a better team, and I think they win this game. And so I, I like the Irish, plus three and a half also. I, I do think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a good watch. I think it's going to be entertaining. Um, it's going to round out what's going to be just an excellent weekend of college football, Dalt. Um, but I will take Notre Dame along with you. At plus three and a half, and so before we give you got a super dog.
1: Yes, but, I have a
0: super dog. Before we give our super dogs, because we don't really, we don't really dive into those games quite as much as we do these. But uh, we've got both got Oregon State minus three. We've both got Florida State minus two. We've both got UCLA plus four and a half. We both like Bama minus seven. I like Colorado plus twenty one. You like Oregon minus twenty one. And then we both like Notre Dame plus three and a half. So only a one game discrepancy here. So if we both have a good week, neither of us, I'm not gaining any ground. You're not gaining any ground. So, you know, just one
1: spot. That's is, all that's yeah, going to be decided. That's all that could
0: happen. So with that, those are our picks. Dalt, give me
1: your super dog. Who you got? My super dog this week is the one and only Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. They are 17 and a half point dogs at LSU. I think that BYU game was a little bit of a trap game for them with this game looming. Right. Um it's the think, Battle for the Boot, right? Yes, the Battle for the Boot. I think that uh I think that this team's better than what they showed against BYU and I really believe that defensively they can do some things to get after Jaden Daniels that um kind of like what uh florida state did not maybe at that florida state level but enough to get him off right off script um <laughs> yeah i like i like arkansas uh minus 17 and a half. I, don't, I don't hate that you know I, I think this line would be
0: much closer had arkansas taken care of business against byu and was three and know i think lsu would probably still be favored it'd be like nine and a half maybe something like that yeah. or maybe seven um But I I like that pick. But, Dalt, I am also going to head to SEC country for my uh, Superdog. And I'm going to take the University of Texas at San Antonio Roadrunners heading up to Knoxville, Tennessee, to take on the volunteers who who looked very vulnerable uh, against Florida. Joe Milton appears to not be him, like some have claimed. Um, Guy can throw it a mile. And that's what he does every time because he's constantly overthrowing people. But Tennessee comes in as 20-and-a-half-point favorites. And, you know, Texas Antonio hasn't looked great this year. They're 1-and-2. But I I think they I think they keep this game close, Dalt. I think Tennessee maybe wins by 14, maybe like a, a 38-24 type game. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Tennessee's offense doesn't look great. I mean, they don't. How how good is Milton? I mean, I, I'm feeling pretty terrible about my pick for them to win the East at this point. Cause I,
1: I, I would feel incredibly terrible about that pick. For, for those of you
0: listening, don't take any advice I give on college football because I obviously know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. So I'm
1: taking UTSA plus 20 and a half. I, I, I like that. The only thing that scares me about that super dog is I don't know if Frank Harris is going to play. Yeah. I mean. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of i kind of pressed for time picking these
0: super dogs. Well, I mean,
1: that's that's this is a tough week for super because there's a lot of good games. I mean, we could we could easily pick the teams that play against our teams for super dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I think what, that what? your Oklahoma Sooners are just going to.
0: They're fourteen and a half. What's Texas against Baylor? Fourteen. Uh, fifteen.
1: Fifteen. Right now, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Greg, You feel good about Texas this week, Dalt? I'll let you touch on your Longhorns. You know we don't
1: we don't yeah. typically do it, but yeah, I mean, we're starting Big Twelve. Um, I think that there is going to be a little bit of a refocus in the locker room. You know that Wyoming game, kind of a hangover from Bama. You know you kind of come alive in the fourth quarter. I, I just win. Yeah, like I don't I don't care if you kick a field goal at the buzzer to win it. I don't care. I mean TCU did that all last year. They just survived. Like I don't, you don't got to blow people out, but just win, and the the AP ranking will take care of itself. That's that's my view on it. I don't, I don't need to see blowout wins. I don't, I don't care. I mean, you know as well as I do. This year we're going to get everybody's best shot yep. because we're leaving. Yep. Dave Aranda went out on his press conference this week and said, "I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, uh, yeah, just win this one game, right? Yeah." yeah i mean i think your longhorns will be fun. I think they'll go down there
0: take care of business um as far as my sooners i th- I think it is it'll be a solid test uh I think Cincinnati's defensive front is solid, but I don't think you know I'm not gonna sit here and try to you know convince anybody that Cincinnati's a really good team under a first year coach that neither of us were very high on um obviously losing to was it Miami of Ohio in overtime not a good look. So hopefully, you know, my seniors can go up there to kind of an unfamiliar place, obviously in Cincinnati, and uh, take care of business. But looking forward to what should be an exciting weekend of college football, Dalt. A great weekend. Going to, gonna you know, be games from 11 a.m. all the way through the night games. We're going to have top 25 matchups, obviously, these games we talked about. Um, it's It's going to be a good weekend of college football. Looking forward to it. We expect to be back with our recap episode hopefully this weekend if if we can but Dalt um, if, if you don't got anything else I guess we will be back in uh, a few days for our recap and we'll see you guys then and we're out uh, don't forget to cover the flats <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode of The Cover 2 Podcast, please leave us a rating or write us a review. Tell your friends about the podcast and help us grow the show. You can find episodes on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Just search The Cover 2 Podcast and you'll find us. If you want to contact us or be a guest on the show, we're on Facebook, X, Instagram, and TikTok as The Cover 2 Podcast. You can also email us at cover2podcast2021 at gmail.com. We appreciate all of you for listening and supporting our show.